This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Grace Lynn Keller with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and we are live at the Business and Operations of ASC and the Future of Dentistry Roundtable. I'm joined right now by Santosh Patel, who serves as the president of Complete Specialty Solutions. Santosh, thanks so much for joining me, and I would love to start our conversation with having you introduce yourself and telling us a little bit more about your background. Wonderful. Grace, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Santosh Patel, president and co-founder of Complete Specialty Solutions, uh, we are a traveling specialty DSO where we bring in specialists in operations teams and clinical teams into group practices. So allowing those practices to serve as a multi-specialty organization and really helping those patients and uh, the, the services rendered within that one location. So the mindset there is refer in, not refer out. Now, a little bit about my background. So I actually came from the medical world. I'm not a clinician. I'm, I'm really just an operator. So I came from the medical world, building multi-specialty physician groups. My wife's a general dentist, learned more about the dentistry uh, space and the, the the trend and noticed that the in-house specialty model was a bit fragmented. You know, Large DSOs, large groups were able to figure out that solution. They had specialty recruiters. They had operation teams dedicated to the integration of specialty, but the solo practices and the emerging groups, they didn't have access to that information and they didn't have access to being able to understand the systems when you're only bringing in a specialist once a month, right? So really that's where the idea was born is how do we integrate a model that's allowing practices to serve as a multi-specialty but in a capacity where it's utilizing their space and teams, um, but not creating a burden for them. Absolutely. Well, thank you for expanding on that. Um, and my first question for you today is, what are the biggest issues that you're currently following in dental? Uh, that's a great question. So, you know, I, I would probably have a different answer three or four years ago. Uh, I would say the answer now in the state that we look at is really ultimately margin compression. Right. So margin compression is tied into multi different layers from the fact that staffing costs have increased by 30 percent over the last two years. Uh, the cost of supplies and goods have gone up at least 10 to 15 percent in several scenarios. But the reimbursement rates uh, from payers have remained relatively flat. So we've not seen a, a shift in payment reform but we've seen an increase in overall costs. And so even the cost of building a, a location has increased substantially. Um, and then just the cost of money has increased substantially for interest rates. So calculating all that in, you really think about where practices may have had a 20, 25% EBITDA margin in the past are now hovering around a 14 to 16% EBITDA margins simply because of those areas and, and uh, cost constraints. 100%. And my next question kind of has a two two parts to it. So first, what are you most excited about in the dental space? And then second, what in the dental space makes you the most nervous? 
So what what am I most excited about? Actually, so you know, coming from the medical world, where the medical world is heavily consolidating at at a pace that is now similar to what is happening in dentistry. Now we're still probably about 10, 15 years back um, in, in terms of the the consolidation speed, but the the excitement is that it's happening, and there's some benefits with economies of scale. There's some benefits of organizations. Um, there's there's the benefit of the fact that you know, for example. Becker's is creating a, an avenue now for dental leaders to come in and talk. Um, so it's creating that that highlight of uh, education and and really operational excellence. So I think that's what excites me is that there's more like-mindedness, there's more understanding of the industry and the opportunity of the industry. What makes me nervous is almost a similar kind of response is the consolidation, right? And so sometimes when you're consolidating too fast, you can make errors and you can make uh, you know missteps, and what that ultimately does is that that loses credibility back to the provider aspect, right? So doctors and dentists, if they start to hear stories of consolidation efforts that have failed, then they pull back, and by pulling back, either they are not invested into growing an organization, they're now jumping from organization to organization, so you have the lack of stability and lack of consistency. So I, I think that's what makes me nervous is, you know, being able to to build and consolidate appropriately, have great use cases, um, and then really focus on the retention of, of the providers, because that's ultimately where you have effectiveness of, of scalability. And my final question for you today is, what will the most effective healthcare leaders need to be successful in the next two to three years? So, Leadership has talked a tremendous amount in, in the medical world and healthcare space. And so I, I've been fortunate to learn from, from that arena first. And the way I, I view leadership is, you know, you have to be able to inspire, instruct, and inspect, right? So inspire your team for a vision and a goal. Instruct your team knowing how to get to certain um, milestones and checkpoints. And then inspect to, to make sure we're course correcting and make sure we're all on the same page, right? But in order to do that successfully, I think leaders have to be able to demonstrate and understand empathy. If they do not understand empathy and they struggle with um, being able to empathize with their doctors that they're bringing in who have three times the amount of student loan debt than they've ever had before. If they're struggling to empathize with their clinical, um, their dental assistant team and why, you know, maybe a dental assistant doesn't want to to work more hours, drive across town for a job that pays the same, if not less, than retail, restaurants, Starbucks that's offering insurance, right? So as a leader, I think empathy is going to be critical in understanding how are you going to build a culture around uh, understanding your team. We're still a team business. We're not we're not 100%, you know, AI focused, right? We're, we're still um, reliant on our uh, doctors and assistants and, and operators. So that, that, I think that's the biggest component where leaders need to be able to move and, and be open-minded to is uh, the empathy side. Very good point. Well, Santosh, thank you so much for joining me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Again, we're live at the business and operations of ASCs and the future of dentistry roundtable. Yeah. Glad to be here. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. 
Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Thank you.